Welcome to the Beltway Broadcast, the premier podcast for the workplace learning and talent development professionals of the Association for Talent Development's Metro DC chapter. We've got some great resources in store for you today. Hello, fellow Metro ATDers. I'm Leticia Niago, the 2021 Vice President of Learning for the Metro DC chapter of ATD. Hi, I'm Stephanie Hupka, and I'm the Vice President of Finance. And I'm Christina Eanes, Director of Virtual Programs. We also have Helena Hodges, our Director of Technology and Operations, as our producer. For today's episode, we are interviewing one of our very own fellow board members, Samantha Kibari-Starr. Welcome, Samantha. Thank you, Leticia. Well, Sam, we are so excited that you are here with us today. But before we jump into our topic of the day, which is volunteerism in the talent development field and for the Metro DC Association for Talent Development, we would love to hear a little bit more about you. So why don't you take a moment and introduce yourself to all of our listeners? Sure. So my name is Samantha Krabari-Star. I also go by Sam. And as Leticia had mentioned, I'm the Director of Volunteering and Outreach with the Metro DC chapter. And I would say I've been volunteering for close to a little bit, I think coming up on a year now. Um, And I'm just really excited to be here. Most of my background is actually in professional development, not tied specifically to talent development, but um, supporting um, professionals within their learning in healthcare. Great, great. Um, Sam, let's tap into your contributions for our listeners. First, why don't you tell us, why are you so passionate about volunteerism? So my, I've been volunteering, not so much with just ATD, but my first volunteer experience was with Meals on Wheels when I was in high school. And I think from that point, it made me realize the importance and value of volunteering and how much you get, you, as much as you give, you get back in return. And I think um, I actually, I mean, I'm the director of volunteering, so I think everyone should volunteer and it'd make my life easier so I wouldn't have to recruit and <laughs> volunteer for the chapter. But I think most people are, that I've observed from volunteering in general are usually invited or asked to come to the party. So I love the idea of just highlighting um, volunteerism in general or spreading the word about the value of volunteering due to, I know a lot of professionals are, um, are, are scared to volunteer or timid for whatever reason. And I want to make sure it's known that volunteering is fun, exciting, and as a great, and you have so many different opportunities out there, depending on what you're looking for. Very nice. Interesting. What can you recommend in terms of balancing, finding a willing participant to volunteer we're fulfilling the roles needed by each portfolio based on skill set. In other words, we have some amazing people that are coming and that are helping us in terms of volunteering for the different areas. But what's really helpful is when we have someone who has a skill set that can contribute in some great ways. So typically how the process starts or how I'm able to recruit volunteers So essentially, we try to cast a wide net because I think a lot of volunteers have abilities and skills that they don't even realize that they have. So essentially, we start the process as far as promoting our existing volunteer opportunities, but we'll get a lot of um, 
people interested in just volunteering for the chapter and not knowing sort of where they fall. So essentially, they'll reach out to the chapter and expressing their interest and we'll follow up with them regarding what opportunities we have available. But if we don't have specific opportunities available within their skill sets, we'll find one. Um, I know a lot of time, oftentimes when individuals will reach out to us, they have um, targeted needs that they want to fill gaps maybe within their professional understanding. So as you know, um, we have a lot of communities of practice and we oftentimes get a lot of individuals interested in, you know, I want to hone my skills more in instructional design, but there may not be a position available at that time of volunteer opening. That doesn't mean we'll turn that individual away. We'll find that opportunity or try to figure out how they can help contribute, whether it's contributing directly to um, organizing a program or maybe shadowing or supporting a program. So but essentially, it really starts off with sort of getting to know the volunteer, the potential volunteer, where their interests lie, and trying to align it with the positions we have available um, is where we kind of first start out with the process. And then we go from there. But as you all know, volunteering, a lot of times you create your own opportunities. So even if there may not be a role, as I mentioned, Who's to say you can't create it yourself? I mean, look at this podcast, for instance. It's not like a, we've had it forever, but a group of volunteers thought of a great idea and executed it. So I think that's what's so great about our chapter. Everyone's just very open-minded and willing to try anything to learn and grow and help members become better professionals. I love that. Oh, and, and I just, I was just thinking as you're talking, you're essentially the HR person for our chapter. And so think of all the skills that you're gaining in your role right now. Agreed. To be honest, um, like I mentioned, my background has been mostly in professional development, but for non-talent, <laughs> more outside stakeholders. And what's been so great about this role, even though I'm trying to help them find their, you know, where they fit within the chapter, it's great because I'm able to hear their story and where they're coming from to kind of almost um, bridge the gap on some of the skills that I'm lacking or don't know about um, within the talent development community. So it sort of serves dual purposes right now. I think what you just said about bridging the gap cannot be understated when it comes to volunteering, especially because I know there are a lot of people in volunteer roles within the chapter who are here to fulfill roles that maybe wouldn't naturally be roles they would be looking to. And I'll use myself as an example. Finance is not really a part of my background professionally. I'm definitely a talent development professional. But I've had an opportunity over the last couple of years to really expand my understanding of finance, which has helped me in a number of ways. So I think that your point is so important. Sometimes it's about finding opportunities to bridge that gap in skills where you might not traditionally have that background or that experience. Exactly. Very nice. Sam, you have such a unique perspective. Thanks for sharing all of this with us. It's really, really informational. Um, and being on the board, I know that you get to know the personalities of all of us. And that has to be something that crosses your mind as you meet volunteers and you get to know them as well. Is that something that you take into consideration when trying to match them well? Yes. So there's a lot of, I would say our board has a varied level of expectations of what they expect <laughs> from a 
challenge here. So I definitely keep that in mind. I know um, there's different standards across the board, of course. So right after I meet the individual, I mean, I keep it in the back of my mind as far as, you know, where their skill sets would be, would they work well within this team format? But after I sort of decide that, I'll make the introduction to that volunteer board member to have another phone call to make sure the position meets their needs on both sides. So I know a lot of times, of course, I want to fill spots as soon as possible, but ultimately it's up to that board member to decide, is this volunteer, would this volunteer um, work well in their team and vice versa? Would the volunteer like this role or could they be able to handle this role based on a variety of things? Like sometimes when volunteers sign up, I don't think they always know what they're signing up for based on the availability they have within their personal and professional life. There are certain roles that require more time or dedication to as opposed to other ones that may be one-off sort of roles that you can fulfill on your own um, time are more flexible. So you definitely have to keep in all of those factors when placing a volunteer. Nice. Thank you. And um, that's really important to know because there's a lot of variety in the amount of not just tasks, but projects that we're able to do. And so that really does help. Uh, And it makes sense when I, I hear how you are explaining this to us. Um, tell us, what is one thing that you tend to hear often from volunteers after they've completed a term? It's either they're really happy as far as, oh my gosh, I completed all these things, or it goes the other way, what did I sign up for? <laughs> um, I didn't know what to expect. It's more or less, I think a lot of times, volunteers don't know what to expect until you get in. And unless you're a professional volunteer, like most of us on this podcast, you really <laughs> don't know what you're in for. So I would say a lot of people that are more on the professional volunteering side that have volunteered you know, regularly with other organizations or even just within ATD typically have a better understanding of the commitment um, and sacrifice you need to make with being a volunteer. But a lot of those where our chapter is their first time volunteer experience, I don't think they always know (laughs) what they're in for. But I've never heard a volunteer complain or get resentful of oh, I I gave back some of my time and I grew a little bit in between. So it's always been, for the most part, a very positive experience for most of our volunteers. That's funny the way you put it, you know, who complains about getting some growth, but you never know. Um, (laughs) So true. Yeah. Yeah. So um, what would you say is like a winning recipe when working as a volunteer to ensure that the experience is both valuable and also fun? I would say things that to start would have be have an open mind in general with a volunteer assignment. You may at first be a little hesitant or not sure what's going to happen within the assignment, Just, but just be open to the possibility of what the role could is now and could evolve into. Second, I would say just try to have effective communication. So oftentimes with volunteers, we all have full-time jobs. So if there are certain initiatives you need to get done, make sure you 
communicate with all of the people, plan in advance um, your time. And I think just by being more organized as a volunteer, when you start within your time management process, it'll make you more successful as your year or your term progresses. I think a lot of times when individuals sign up for different volunteer roles, they don't um, set themselves up right to begin with. And I think when you set yourself up for success, just like within a job, a, a professional position, you'll see the return as far as just your experience, because you'll, you'll be better equipped with what you need to do when you need to do it. And it won't feel like a burden of a job. It'll be more fun. And yeah, I mean, I would just say to be open, communicate, plan yourself properly and just just have fun and just know that, you know, none of us are getting paid to do this. It's it's a safe space to make mistakes, which is amazing, too. I mean, oftentimes, whenever you take on roles or projects, it's not like you always have that freedom to make mistakes or try things that you don't have a background in, but you're just going to take it and go with it. We love to hear different perspectives and you have so much experience. This is what people want to know. So thank you so much. This is super helpful. Yeah, thank you so much. And, you know, we have a few final questions for you. But before we do, all of this talk about volunteering has kind of made me want to ask you what your favorite part of the volunteer experience is. I know you experience it from many different perspectives. But I'm curious, of all of the opportunities you've had, what's the one thing you really love the most about volunteering for the chapter? For me, I think it's growing that talent development network. I love learning from all of you. I mean, we're in the field of learning and um, lifelong learning. And so I think what's so special about volunteering with our chapter in particular, everyone comes from such different backgrounds or experiences and shares them regularly. And it's kind of like you all sort of win together by collaborating, sharing, working on shared projects. And I would say ultimately just building that um, network of professionals that are your um, colleagues, but also end up becoming your friends and family potentially with how many hours you dedicate to the chapter. So you mean we are your fellow pandemic is that what you're telling us? <laughs> Leticia, you feel like it at times. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. I love it. I think you're totally right, though. I think the sense of community is amazing. And, you know, before we, we move on, I kind of want to put Chris and Leticia on the hot seat, too. Ladies, what is your favorite part about volunteering for the chapter? Oh, definitely the community. It's We're a family. I love it. For me, it's the amount of growth that I've had since I started, and it's only been a few months, but I have learned so much along the way. Some of the projects that I've been able to work are invaluable to, honestly, my career, and I get to do things in an environment that it's safe and where I actually have opportunities that otherwise I would not have had. So I'm very grateful and appreciated for the experience. And on top of that, like the two of you have said, the networking and the getting to know people on a deeper level than just an acquaintance has been very, very, very nice for me. And what about you, Stephanie? 
I don't think I could have said it any better than how all three of you have expressed it today. It really is about everything that you've said. It's about the community. It's about the freedom to try new things and the support that you get, whether you have immediate success or whether you have a couple of learning moments along the way. I've been a member of the chapter for a really long time, definitely a long time volunteer. And for me, I really think it comes down to the opportunity to spend time with some incredible people for some really important work. So I, I really just echoing what, what all of you have said, it's such a wonderful opportunity and probably my favorite way to spend my time, if I were honest. And so, Sam, you have given us so much to think about today. I am so excited that we've had the chance to chat with you about volunteering. But we are not done having you on the hot seat quite yet. At the end of every episode, we like to ask five rapid fire style questions. Each question takes about 60 seconds or so to answer. And if you are ready, we're going to go ahead and ask them all to you. Your first question, give us one book that all TD professionals must read and why. And this is a plug because of what I'm going through right now. So I'm preparing for the CPTD designation or credential. And I would say everyone should purchase the Talent Development um, Book of Knowledge. Although I know it's a preparatory <laughs> material used to study for the certificate, the credential. Oh my gosh, it's such a wealth of knowledge. And like I said, if there's certain areas you don't have expertise in, with the way the book is designed, it just provides so much background on all the different areas associated with talent development through the three capability models. That is an excellent choice. Having spent quite a bit of time <laughs> with it myself over, the, over my career, I have to agree. Fantastic resource. Great selection. All right. Your next question. Give us one tool that you recently learned about and immediately started using. So within my role, I have to do a lot of project management and ensuring our team is adhering to different deadlines and meeting objectives. And so I started using, it's called monday.com, and it's pretty much a project management tool. And it's been a lifesaver as far as keeping my whole team organized and being able to track the progress of all of our projects to ensure we're meeting the deliverables we need to for our clients. I'm definitely writing that down. Organization is always top of mind. That's a great suggestion. All right. Next up, what's the best piece of TD-related advice you've ever been given? I would say to just stay true to who you are as a professional. I think a lot of times um, you tend to adapt to others. And I think it's more or less just continuing to stay true to who you are, your belief system, and always just try to do the right thing. I love that, especially in moments where that can get tough at work, right? It's not always the easiest thing, but so important. That's awesome. Thank you. And we've got two more questions for you. What's one thing you're excited about that's coming up in 2021? This week, it's Volunteer Week, and it's an opportunity for us as a chapter to celebrate our volunteers and encourage others to volunteer with our chapter. So we have a lot of exciting things in store. Make sure you follow us on social media and in our, and our emails and newsletters to find out more information. Awesome. All right. Last one. 
What is the one thing within the ATD community that you're deeply grateful for right now? I would say all of the great resources and knowledge um, that's shared with me. And right now, as I mentioned, I'm in the CPTD study group. I'm grateful to have those individuals <laughs> to help support me on my journey. If I didn't have them, I don't know where I would have started. I love that. Great answer. Really great answer. Sam, we're so happy you joined us today to share your experiences with our listeners. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for having me. Yes, this was fun. And thank you to my co-host as well. Yeah, thank you all so much. This was a fantastic conversation. Really, really enjoyed being able to chat about volunteering with all of you today. I love chatting about volunteering with my fellow volunteers. This has been amazing. Lovely. And many thanks to our community for listening. And before we go, we have a message from our producer, Helena Hodges. Volunteering with Metro DCATD will change your life. Are you ready to join our team? Go to dcatd.org forward slash volunteering and complete volunteer interest form. Check out dcatd.org for upcoming chapter events, learning programs, member benefits, and so much more.